And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley as we begin a Tuesday. Gary, how are you? Well, I'm sitting here pondering contemplating this is the pondering section yes i'm i'm segment of our show i'm contemplating and and pondering what are you grappling i'm grappling all right yes thanks for the grab thanks for the for the uh the grappling are you evolving not well maybe i am evolving too after hearing uh anna navarro from the view yesterday Uh tell us what the entire hunter biden joe biden scandal is all about the hunter biden story the scandal the this the that it's also the story of a father's love and joe biden has never and will never give up on his son son hunter and will never treat him lesser than and so he is a father first take it or leave it there you go it's about a father's wow. love for his son wait way to go way to go uh, way to Chris Cuomo that whole thing. <laughs> Family first. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think about the yeah. relationship to Chris Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're making it worse, Joy. How a miserable well, person well, like her can have a name like Joy is just well, a- Anna, astounding. That, that was actually Anna Navarro. Oh, was it? Yeah. All right. All right. Yes. You said that at the beginning of the Yes, the I did. Yes. She sounds she's sounding more like Joe uh, yes. Joy. And and remember, she's a Republican conservative mm-hmm. according to the view. Yeah, right. Of course <laughs> she is. Because they only choose true Republican conservatives for that one what they call Republican conservative well, chair. Talking about evolution, though, I think she's made the evolution. They don't even call her a Republican anymore. I don't believe I don't think they call it Republican. Uh, didn't, but didn't she say something about the Re- Republican Party doesn't? Uh, oh, did she give represent him... me or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I think she times. did a Bill Crystal kind of move. Right. Not exactly uh, a never Trump fallout verbatim. But understand, it's about love. And I did see a number of articles yesterday uh, 
saying what we had had said that okay they're going in the direction that yeah this is all hunter biden and it's all about addiction and we need to care about addiction and yeah. how uncaring you are right. because of of the of the addiction it's like really this is yeah this is where you're going on no this, they, huh? no they, okay. they're gonna end because it sounded like navarro was gonna start crying there did you hear that oh she looked like she yeah. was about to no, start it, crying it, i i thought okay come on you got to work up the tears she couldn't pull it off you know why? Because not even she believes it. Well, I'm sure that on the View, and I, and I miss I miss this, but you know when um, when Donald Trump Jr. was at that you know the uh, meeting at Trump Tower mm-hmm. with the Russian lawyer, yeah, that was about love for his father. Yeah, he wanted his right. you know he wanted to he wanted to make sure that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his father got a fair shot. So right, it was, right. and, I, and by the way, I'm just, I'm looking at this of how uh, Anna Navarro would look at this, I'm sure, is that it was love between a father and a son. Well, but what you're missing is crack. <laughs> See, there's the right, element okay. right there. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> that Navarro and everybody else on the left, and she's clearly on the left, <laughs> if you're going to say something is absurd as that that you're a liberal don't try and ever uh, pose as a conservative again it's laughable but this whole idea of his addiction and his father knows that his son needs him during i i saw this the other day his son needs him during this time that's why they're spending so much it was uh yesterday that's why they're spending so much time together because his son is still dealing with his addiction demons. And I thought, man, is Hunter doing coke on Air Force One? What, what, are, they, what are they trying to say? But this is, the, this is the, this was always going to be the play. I think we said this well over a year ago. I'm trying to remember when it was, but, but I know it was a long time ago. It may have been. Uh, it wasn't two years ago. It was it was right over right about a year ago, a uh, little over a year ago, when we said, "Well, their play is going to be his addiction," and we even got some response from our listeners, you know, kind of laughing and 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 having fun with that idea. But we were actually being serious. It, it's the only way. If everything comes to the surface, it's the only out they have is the emotional out. Well. He has an addiction. He doesn't know what he's doing, and his father loves him. This is exactly what you get, and she totally Chris Cuomo that whole moment. Family first. Nope. National security first. If you need to go deal with your family, then you can go deal with your family because the, the question is not about Hunter. It is about Joe being compromised, and I believe he is. And I would have said, well, then... So you believe that the setting up of all of uh, the uh, the LLCs mm-hmm. to move money and launder money through to the family, that was done to out of love than to help Hunter uh, in a in a moment of drug desperation. So who helped him with that? Was it his father? I mm-hmm. mean, who? I, it's just you, look. Yeah. I mean, the 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 dumb thing is, uh, the dumb thing is, as we all know, 
Love has got nothing to do with it. Has nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, be, because the love ev- of crack may have well, something to do well, a little I, bit. I, you know, everybody, you, I, I'm sure you can take the worst criminals out there and they love their family. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't matter. The, I don't care whether you love your son or not. That's between you and your son and that's your family. But it's about the the criminal. It's about possible criminal actions. It's about influence peddling. It's mm-hmm. about being compromised as president of the United States. That's what it's about. And again, that's the that's the typical, uh, as I've said, the stereo, the wrong stereotype of uh, of of women that the view gives. It the it's an incorrect stereotype. I, when the women I know don't think like that, but to even come out with such an absurd statement shows that you know the the wrong stereotype that the view wishes to promote that women are idiots. Mm-hmm. That women are women are emotional idiots, mm-hmm. can't be critical thinkers. You know, to say something like that was so asinine. But again, that's where the view uh, uh, comes from, and you see it on the left. Everything about the left is about demeaning women and marginalizing women, and giving deference to criminals, and, 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 including people wait, like Hunter Biden. Right. And and women are doing that in the Democratic Party are mm-hmm. marginalizing. Women, mm-hmm. women are saying, uh, "Well, f- sorry, but uh, did you see the one, uh, the one, uh, uh, the story out there where the one uh, bicycle, the the trans bicycle racer said men that men are uh, basically are underrepresented in women's sports." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My God. yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I mean it was bound to get to that, right? The problem yeah. is we don't have enough of it, right? We need more men in women's sports. Right. That's what we need. People are complaining because they're not seeing enough of it. No, that was the next logical step. You need to get used to male genitalia, and now it is you need to get used to at least half of the team being men. Move over, ladies. You know, the funny, the, uh, it, I, I saw this. Uh, there was a, I'll, I'll try on the audio cut. It was a state representative uh, in, uh, in California, mm. you know, promoting that bill that would, uh, you know, make parents you know, abusers if they didn't acknowledge the pronouns. Right, right. And, and I love, because this is something that the left has also done, and so pay it, always pay attention to this where they're saying, well, I, why is the right making such a big deal out of this? Mm-hmm. Why are they making such a big deal? I mean, they're, this is just terrible they're making such a big deal. This is about care. Yeah. This is about medical care. Right. And it's like, you know, that's, you know, you and, and it's like, and they keep coming up and they keep coming up with, these outrageous statements about what this is about as the outrageous statements as we know out there is that <laughs> a, a biological man can be a biological woman if the biological man says so, that chromosomes don't mean uh, anything, that X, Y, X, X, who cares? That doesn't mean anything. It's simply that, you know, and, and so they'll they'll scream and then they yell and then the explanation, they'll scream and yell and they get response from the right and a passionate response from the right and then their response is, See, you're making such a big deal out of this. Why are you making such a big deal out of it? And now the right has finally started coming back and saying, "Excuse me, you're the one that made the deal out of it." Yeah, we we didn't we didn't we were sitting here eating our lunch, mm-hmm. and you came up and said biological males can be biological females. You came up and said that children should be the determining factor. A child's mind, not the parents, not the doctors, but a child's mind should be the determination of whether they get genital mutilation or not. You're the one that's the radicals out there, but now they're, uh, you know, now you see 
this move after years of insanity. Well, we're just trying to promote this and why is the right so upset about it? And it's yeah. like well, it's, it's humorous it's, in a way. Well, but, and, and that's it. When they when they talk about gender affirming care. Yeah. It's not gender affirming care, that's mutilation. And it's a child. And then and you a, keep your hands off children. Yeah. Then there was a lot more uh, uh, yesterday. I, I liked. Uh, I, I I swear I would have rather. I believe that uh, that Forrest Gump has a better handle on economics than Corrine Jean Pierre. I mean, I burst out laughing because she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna talk economics. All right, let's All right. talk economics here. Here we go. All uh, of those things is building an economy, transforming the way we see the economy in a different way, in a way again that is equal that does has equity at the center of it and leaves no one behind and the president is very proud very proud in what he's been able to do in the last two years and all of a sudden inflation was sky high <laughs> and no one could afford a home i mean i'll tell you right now green jean pierre is clueless on economics <laughs> but i mean the way that they the, you know the arguments that they have i mean they're all just they're all like you know, generalized argument. Well, our economy is based. How is it done that way? Yeah. How you do? Are you saying then that the economy should be based on the same thing? There was an article about uh, Michigan, and uh, there, uh, you know, the, the 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 governor worried uh, about the fact that the population is dropping. For example, in Detroit and everything else, and they're like, we need to figure out what to do in order to uh, bring the population back or keep people from leaving. Maybe the manufacturing base. Hey, you idiots. If your manufacturing base is to create products that the public doesn't want and that companies can't make a profit off of, and then you take taxpayer dollars in order to subsidize it, you are completely clueless. Gump is better prepared to run the economy than you were. And he thought Apple was a fruit company. (laughs) Mama said she couldn't afford groceries because of something called inflation. So I went out and got a second job, and then a third job, and I kept working. You know, it's just some days I come into the show, and it's like, these people are just, they're such idiots. I mean, it's just, they're such, such idiots. I mean, they're completely clueless, and they're in positions of power, and they have the mentality of somebody that's in first grade. Seriously, yeah. and no, I'm, 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 not, I'm not trying to exaggerate here or be demeaning. That's true. They're completely clueless on how the world runs. Yeah. And they are in the biggest positions of power yeah. in the United States. Yeah, when you're a child and you're sitting there at a table and with your imaginary friend and you're having a tea party, it's cute. When you're an adult and you're making up things and imaginary friends and imaginary situations, you're delusional. Yeah, just amazing. We got a great show ahead. 86690 Red Eye. Every driver knows the cost of replacing tires is a major expense. What if you could save on tire costs without sacrificing performance or safety? Consider retreads, a sustainable, cost-effective way to rack up your miles. The lower price tag of retreads might make it feel like you're sacrificing performance, but many of the quality retreads available today have proven to perform comparable to new tires. Plus, dependable tire performance also has to do with choosing the right retreads for your application and adopting a tire maintenance routine. Determining the position in which your retreads will be placed and what application they'll be used in should be the first steps you take when purchasing tires, whether new or retreads. 
This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Wow, I haven't seen Anita Dunn. Uh, yeah, I remember she was a Bi- Biden. She was an Obama advisor. I haven't seen her in years. Mm. All of a sudden, she appears on MSNBC. Uh, and uh, also, the, yesterday was let's talk about the great economy. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it, great. Yeah, and and here she is on Morning Joe. Some would ask why it isn't translating into more support for Joe Biden. Uh, hang, hang on a second here. Just had a just had a, a little uh, glitch there. We'll we'll do it again. Here we go. All right. Some would ask why it isn't translating into more support for Joe Biden. Well, I think what you're seeing right now, Mika, is people are just starting to really feel the effects of these programs that got put in place the first two years of Joe Biden's presidency. He had a truly historic rate of success when it comes to major economic programs that are building the foundation and the infrastructure for America to lead the world, not just in innovation. People don't know how good the economy is. They're just now starting to feel, show me those economic indicators you're talking about. You still see that he's he's out there talking about the 1.7 uh, trillion dollar deficit reduction uh-huh. and it's like that was back in was it april or may that the washington post gave that the washington post gave that a bottomless pinocchio yeah <laughs> yeah like, basically wrote biden off and said yeah we're pretty much done we can't fact check glenn kessler over to washington post we can't keep up with all the fact checking of this guy because it's nothing but fact checking because he's nothing but a liar 
that they they're back to that again now, and it's just like wow, it's not going anywhere. It's no, not you know no, because people no. people are still people, the inflation hasn't gone away. Yeah, don't pay attention to what you're actually paying at the grocery yeah. store. Pay attention to what I'm saying. You're not actually feeling the benefits of all the programs that he put into place. That's because there are none. Well, I will say this: the uh, uh, over the last, when you think about it, uh, probably twelve, thirteen years, the Biden family has done really well from the reports oh, that are out there. The Biden their family, their personal well. effects, yeah, they've been doing very. My gosh, very yeah, well. right. Another thing I talked about. We'll get into this here. And you know, I was just thinking uh, yesterday when it came out that uh, you know the whole uh, the whole uh, WhatsApp thing, followed by the announcement from you know the republicans because the republicans in the senate did this way back when that that money was deposited they have you think about it they're now saying okay here's the conversation mm-hmm. then you had a hundred thousand sent to this account mm-hmm. and then five million sent to that account yeah they've just connected the dots for money laundering yep oh yeah Absolutely. And I just, you know, I, and, and we, we kind of talked about that. But, right. no, you put that together because we talked about it early on. We said, look, you're going to follow the flow of the money. The flow of the money will tell you everything. Yep. And when you follow it, then you can just put because each step is going to build that intent as to what they're trying to do and if they're trying to hide it. And, of course, not reporting it. Because it went, as I said, it went into a buying account. And that was discovered Back in 2020, but yeah. when the Republicans were in charge by, uh, I think it was Ron Johnson, was it Lindsey Graham? I forgot who the other senator was that was involved in that. Yeah, right. In, the, in, in that investigation. But they found, they knew that account back then. Mm-hmm. So when this story came out, it's like, oh, what happened in the week afterwards? A check was cut for $100,000 immediately. And within 10 days, $5 million also went into that account right. for Joe Biden. I went, whoa. What about the intimidation factors of the message itself? Oh, yeah, the intimidation factor. Think, think about that. But, I mean, you're, you're putting but, the pressure right. of the American government yep. on, on China, on a Chinese official. Think about that. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, good morning. Thank you for uh, for being here. Yeah, so that was the, uh, you, you saw that uh, Biden, I'd play the audio cut, but it's, you just, you can't decipher anything out of the audio. Yeah. If you see the video, you can. And it's uh, what uh, uh, Jackie Heinrich is, you know, there's a bunch of people there and she's just hanging at the end and 
have his microphone out, you know, right. basically, you know, what do you, you know, what about the whole, you know, Hunter Biden thing and the uh, call and, you know, she's asking him the question. He just says no and then keeps walking. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that's look, the 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 problem and you can everybody on the left can attempt to whitewash it however you can, uh, but they can never complete the sentence. And that's why I played the thing with the view. It's about love between a father and his. I really thought she was going to start crying and, and, and full his, on. It's between a father and his son and the love between his father and his son. No, it's about influence peddling. That's what it's about. Yeah. And if through part of the time he was a drug addict. Um, that doesn't make any difference under the law. Uh, I know a lot of drug addicts that haven't done that. Yeah. And, and, uh, and there, I, and there have been drug addicts out there that have been, uh, you know, that have been held accountable for, you know, the wrong things that they, uh, they do. But when that came out yesterday, you know, the bribe was the bribe, even though the, the, the bribe, uh, is separate from the WhatsApp call. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because the bribe is with Ukraine, the fact is now you have two. You've got and and from separate whistleblowers. Because remember right. the the uh, the bribe with Ukraine is the FBI whistleblowers, mm-hmm. and this here with the uh, WhatsApp. Where did now? Where did the WhatsApp? The WhatsApp came from the IRS, right? I believe that was from the IRS. That's yeah. the, the IRS whistleblowers, yeah. right? Yeah, and and so the the what's both show, you know the 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 bribe, of course, you know it's, you know you mm-hmm. that that uh, that conversation uh, that was uh, the had with the uh, president of Burisma. Wait a minute, yeah, but that was the source. I'm trying to think, was that okay? Yeah, that was the source from one of the FBI whistleblowers, right? Right. right. That wasn't from Shapely. And according to that source. My God, source, it's, it's getting so It's getting. Well, but here, I don't know get, that. I don't know that the thing with China isn't also a bribe. That's the thing. Oh, no. Well, the th- well, because the one with China comes off as we did what you wanted. Pay us. Yeah, we did. We did right. our part. Right. It wasn't just because the other way it would be extortion. And then there because, was movement but, oh, of money, oh. by the way. After that phone call right. or after that message was sent, right, and that's as as we've said with the with that with the WhatsApp, you can look at that and say, okay, and and when it came out that you know they had already known mm-hmm. that that money went to a specific account right. tied to Biden. At that point, I went, whoa. I mean, I I as a my as a putting myself as a lawyer in this case, I went, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like when I heard the. You know, CNN play the uh, the Trump audio yesterday, mm-hmm. and I went not good. You know, I mean, they still have a lot to prove, but that sets up that's that's a that's a that's a great starting point for the prosecution on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now they still have to prove that he was holding that top secret document, and that's what he was holding in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he claims it's the newspapers, but when you hear the audio, you're like. Okay, yeah, you, know, right. you you say you say well, doesn't sound like he's holding newspapers because he's talking specifically about what he has in his hand, and that's not good for the Biden situation. The WhatsApp, and as was pointed out a couple of times on the WhatsApp, the lawyer Hunter Biden's lawyer doesn't deny that it's legit. Oh no, 
simply says, and this is the interesting part, because his lawyer basically said, well, he was an addict and nobody else in the family, you know, uh, is responsible for what Hunter does as if, and that's when you and I said, well, my God, the lawyers, his own lawyers throwing him under the bus. How did that happen? Mm -hmm. But he did not, he, the lawyer did not say, well, that's not a legit, you know, that's not a, a legit message that was sent. Right. And so you have the, the WhatsApp, you know, you've got that, you've got the, the, the bribe and it doesn't matter. Here's the, the thing. You can look at it two ways, as you and I were just talking about. All right, why are they threatening him? Why is Hunter Biden threatening the Chinese energy Communist Party official? Right. Why right. is he threatening? There's only two right. reasons he's threatening him. We've done something, the quid pro quo. We've done something for you. You owe us, or it's pure extortion. You right. either pay us, or, we'll, right. or my father and his friends will destroy you. Right. Either way, it's not good. Either way, you look at that and say, what? Yeah. I and, mean, all you need is that Chinese official saying they were extorting money out of us. Think about the other situation in Ukraine. The allegation, according to the source of the whistleblower, was what? Well, they came to me. They were pressuring me, the president of Burisma. They were pressuring me to cough up money. They were holding my feet to the fire. So do we have a pattern of behavior here? Where they were pressuring foreign officials and heads of companies to hand over money to pay them. Because that's the allegation, according to the story, on the president of Burisma. Hey, he pressured us. Yeah, that's the FBI source. Right. Uh, the, the Burisma is the FBI right. source. I just, right. I just want to do a, it, it. Sometimes it's get we, we did so much with Russia collusion, mm -hmm. and at times we get lost in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, like, wait a minute here. Let me make sure. But we were right. Yeah, the FBI source. And imagine if the recordings, if it's true that the president of Burisma recorded. Recorded, yeah. Uh, I, I don't what they say, 17 conversations? Why has he not spoken? The president of Burisma? Yeah. Probably uh, fear that if they don't approach this carefully, if he doesn't tread lightly, that there could be a politically motivated prosecutor from the U.S. that would want to come after him. Well, <laughs> that would cause all sorts of problems. Oh, no, it would. If, of course, if yeah. they had, for, you know, for the for the, the, the president. Uh, but it's here's here's the problem that he has all along nobody is denying that the network to funnel money to the biden family is false right that would be the first thing that you would want to nix if you were the president that's the yeah. first thing you'd want to yeah. get rid of and say that isn't true yeah there was no funneling of the, the of the money to 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 family members because that at that point gives the potential of the potential of tax evasion mm -hmm. and money laundering. Right. Those are the two things you don't want. And so the fact that they've never come out and said, that's not true, that didn't exist. And how long has that been out there? The money flowed to at least nine family members. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that's corruption, whether it's 
illegal corruption or legal corruption, it's still viewed as corruption because it's influence peddling. But now it's gone beyond that. When that came out, we didn't know about the Ukraine, the uh, the allegation for the Ukraine bribe. And we didn't know about this whole Chinese thing. And nobody is denying. Well, the president, well, the, they asked the president because uh, Jackie Heinrich asked the, the, the president, he didn't know anything about his son's, you know, uh, business affairs. And he said no. Right. But other than that, nobody else is nobody else is talking. And as you and I brought up many, many times before, there hasn't been one source story out there from the Biden friendly media. <laughs> we can, we don't yeah. call it mainstream media. Right. The Biden friendly media that's come out and said, this is all false. This FBI, these FBI agents, you know, or, or the IRS agents, you know, they're bogus. They're Trump supporters. So there's nothing coming out mm. uh, going after any of the whistleblower FBI's. Now, you did see it when the whistleblowers were before the House and the Democrats in the House attempt to destroy their reputation in some way. They really weren't successful at doing it, but they attempted to do it. But unless you get in that setting, you don't see anything that you would normally see from the Democrats well, yeah, fighting even, back on this. Even those attempts, think about it. Typically, those attempts would, would gain momentum with help from the media. Like you would have somebody in the House, uh, a Democrat in the House, throw something to try and discredit uh, the the whistleblowers. And then the media comes out and says, and then they take that ball and they run with it. That never happened. Those those moments were just just that. They were moments. They didn't have any legs at all. They went nowhere. Because what is missing is the liberal media and all their contacts inside the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS, coming out and having a massive, massive piece on how this is this whole thing is bogus mm-hmm. and is being set up and fueled by the GOP. And the thing is the bribe that came from the FBI source from, you know, Ukraine and the president of Burisma, you know, it's it's been said that they got paid five million each. You haven't had the Republicans say, and we know what account that went to mm-hmm. or what accounts those went to, we already know. On the other one. That's what that's why this is so damning the yeah. WhatsApp yeah. because nobody is denying that the actual message is false not even the lawyer right and then the republicans say we have the account we've known about the account that that money went to for 3 years now mm-hmm. over 3 years we know mm-hmm. it which means the only thing you need after that is okay you know the money got transferred you know that right. well then once the money right. went into that particular account where did it go from that point and how much went to each person? And then you say, okay, did they report it? Then you've got to bring those people in and say, what did you do with that money? Right. Because if it got kicked back, for example, the money that went to the grandkids, did it really go to the grandkids? Well, this is one thing I was going to mention earlier. All the accounts that were set up with the other family names, or they just set up in the names of those family members. Or do the family members know about that's a great point. It's a great point. Because and, and some because it's easy enough to do. And it, and it doesn't have to be a child, you know, you could there there can be adults in the in the situation. Uh we've set up savings account for accounts for our grandkids. 
easy enough to do. It doesn't even have to be a child. Because if they're in it this deep, I could see someone setting up, an adult setting up an account in someone else's name. But that's what I saw when this, when the WhatsApp came out, then over the weekend, when the Republicans, you know, said the Senate investigated this, they they know this money went to this particular account. Yep, right. It's like, whoa. Because at that point, you've connected the dots from the threat from right. Hunter Biden. So it's either uh, on Hunter Biden's part, it's right. either extortion or a quid pro quo. Right. It's one or the other. Right. From him. Now, was was in the room and what did he you know what did he know and then what was the quid pro quo and what was the you know what, what was, was the it? promise what did they give right what was it what was the quid pro quo and if there's no quid pro quo then you've got out not right extortion yeah you don't pay this money my father well it's one and, or the and, other and, and here's here's the point here though how is his father going to destroy his life if there wasn't a quid pro quo, right. because that's what you would want to do. Right. Use that quid pro quo to somehow. And I don't know how, the, how you would, but that you're just thinking as an investigator, where does this go at that point? Well, and it can't be just deemed as an empty threat, because even though this was July of 2017 and he was no longer vice president, doesn't matter. It was still very much in play that he could run for president. He mm-hmm. did a few years later and is now president. That's the idea. He still has tons of connections and would be able to do damage to this Chinese official. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, more analysis, too, because there's really something other that's really big here that is going to have to be answered, and the only person really that can answer it is Hunter Biden, so we'll mm. have this coming up. You saw that the Christopher Ray, FBI director, will testify before the House Judiciary Committee in, uh, in, uh, in July. Mm-hmm. The other interesting thing is when you see that, I mean, the stories are all over the place. All right, there's six people now that know because of the IRS whistleblower right. that know what happened and understand that uh, David Weiss, the uh, prosecutor, couldn't do his job, which is directly uh, contradicts Merrick Garland's testimony. Yep. And so, and since that has come out, Merrick Garland has said nothing. 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 Yeah. That's fascinating. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. 
Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we're Red Eye Radio. Good morning. Hello. You ready for a beer update? I'm always ready for a beer update. I don't drink beer, but I'm ready for a beer update. All right, beer update. We're going to play this uh, audio here. (laughs) Saw the Bud Light thing. The story yesterday, how they sponsored some pride parade, and there were naked men in front of children and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about all the, you know, the problems that that Bud Light has uh, had. And... You and I played <laughs> Troy Aikman, <laughs> and this goes back a couple of weeks ago, mm. you know, talking about, when we talk about beer, and, you know, talked about the integrity and honesty and everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, he put out another just Instagram, um, I don't know if, if it's an ad or whatever you want. I guess it is an ad for the beer, but it's on his Instagram page. Right. And, and here's what he put about his beer on the 4th of July. Here we go. Independence Day. Okay. This weekend, we celebrate the birth of our great nation. I am so proud to be an American. I look forward to celebrating with good food, great friends, and, of course, ice cold beer. At 8, we believe in truth and authenticity. Our company is proudly based right here in Texas, and all of our beer is brewed right here in the good old USA. So I've got to call it like it is. There are a lot of beer brands out there that are trying to cash in on this holiday by slapping an American flag on their package, regardless of whether or not they are truly American. So this July 4th, drink American, whether it's 8 Beer or any other American-owned beer brand. And on behalf of all of us out here, we appreciate your support. Cheers. And then he takes a swig of the beer. Now, all right. now the, the comments are just... Comments are where it gets me. Dude, that's just blank and water. <laughs> and then Troy Aikman voted for Joe Biden. And I believe I, I believe that goes back. Remember the flyover thing when him yeah. and, and, and uh Joe Buck were talking they weren't on the air. Right. Yeah. And they were it was something like they were making sarcastic comments. Mm-hmm. You know, you know how much jet fuel they're wasting, and I think yeah, I forgot who said it was whether it was Aikman or Joe uh, Joe Buck, and it's like uh, that ain't happening. And he goes, that certainly ain't happening under a Biden Harris administration. Yeah, you know, no more flyovers. Right. So you couldn't tell whether, and that was a big thing. You know, is Troy Aikman a liberal or conservative? And then they went back and checked and found out that apparently he's given many more donations. Don't know who he voted for, mm-hmm. but uh, he had given many more donations to Republicans. But, but I just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I just thought it was I'm just extremely humorous, all the, uh, the, the different uh, comments that were. Well, uh, if you want to be anti-American in. on Independence Day, you know, go ahead and drink the other beers that aren't <clears throat> the made in America. America. Well, I mean, that was the go best. ahead. That's the best part, too. I'm just like, and, and I, I actually sent that the, the story on it to my buddies and went. And they're all Bills fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say what you want, but he's learning how to market beer correctly. Right. 
to the American male. Right. Yeah. It's made in America. It's yeah. American beer. It's right. <laughs> exactly. We're about honesty and integrity. I do like the honesty and integrity over beer. I mean, I they he's been pounding that in all the commercials. We well, make it with integrity and honesty. He could have said something like, well, you know, one of our competitors was founded by a guy named Adolf. <laughs> and started that whole thing. <laughs> One of our competitors is based in Germany. And the problem with Germany is twice Germany has gone to war with the world. <laughs> Thank you, Norm MacDonald. I love that one. I just <laughs> this is one of his best bits. I, really and then is, years yes. later, they decided to go oh, back, back to, to war, war again. And who did they go to war with? The, the world. world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the greatest bits. But I, I just, McDonald. I just get such a kick out of it because it's almost like all of a sudden with the Bud Light stuff. It's just the light went off in Aikman's head going, these are idiots. Yeah. Wow. Right. I know how to sell beer. Right. <laughs> so the ads, every ad he puts out, I'm like, okay. If I'm if I'm the person in, in charge and I'm looking, go, okay, yeah, good idea. Sell beer that way. <laughs> it, and it was a nice soft sell. Yes. Hey, you know, find another American-made beer. Yes, he did say that. But, right, but don't be a the first take. Uh, they didn't show this part. The first take, but don't be a commie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and do you? Uh, what's the name of your team again? Commanders. Go drink the Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Bunch of Bud Light drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a, I got the biggest kick out of that yesterday. I really did. When I, I don't know what I got a bigger kick out of reading that story, uh, watching Anna Navarro talking oh about gosh. the Biden thing. It's about a story he of loves love. His son. I don't, or or um, Kareem Jean Pierre trying to explain equity economics. Yeah. Right. When you hear equity economics, what financial system do you think of? Socialism. <laughs> socialism, communist. Exactly, socialism. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're equally poor. You want equity? There's your equity. Yeah. So. And Joe Biden loves almost every member of his family. <laughs> And that's an accurate statement. They, Ask him about his <clears throat> granddaughter, who, according to him, oh, doesn't yeah. exist. Right. Right. Nah, the love only goes so far. It can only go, he's only right. got so, so much love. Got, well, come on. What do you expect? He's, he's I been, can see And then people criticizing him over his granddaughter. He only has so much love. Yeah, I know. I saw him, uh, whatever you call he did to Eva Longoria. Oh. I I see the love. It's weird. 
And I don't call that love. <laughs> I call that boundary crossing. <laughs> Groping. Wow. All right, I think there was a point that I, that I uh, wanted to make. Yeah. Somewhere along oh, well. the line here. Oh well. Oh yeah, yeah. I, okay, I know what the point is. We didn't make it last hour. Mm-hmm. The 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 biggest problem with the WhatsApp. By the way, I only know one person who uses that. My buddy Jerry. Yeah. And he told me he's a conservative. He goes, eh, and they sort of kicked me off Twitter and Facebook, so I just send messages now. <laughs> on on WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the only person. I mean, I, that's the only person when I use it is, you know, for uh, for him. But uh, the the biggest problem here is that Hunter Biden, because nobody has said that's not legit, including his lawyer. His lawyer made right. it sound it was legit. Right. And so Hunter Biden just indicted his father. Yeah. So Hunter yeah. Biden eventually is going to have to be under oath and say his father wasn't there. Right. If his father was there, whoa. Yep. Yep. It's if they, true if, or it's not. And that's the problem. He is the one. The, the person who was at the center, who is the, uh, you would have to call the conduit of the the beginning conduit of the money of the flow of money mm-hmm. uh, to the influence peddling enterprise is Hunter Biden. He just said his father. Not only did he say his father is a part of it, but he has basically stated that his father is the enforcer of collecting the money. Yeah. 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 Amazing. When you actually break it down, yeah. he's the enforcer of the money. Right. If if I don't hear from you, you're going to have to deal with the wrath of my father. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's because if you couple that with the alleged behavior with the president of Burisma, remember... According to the allegations, they were pressuring, and if it's true, you got a pattern of behavior here, but according to the allegations, the Bidens were pressuring the president of Burisma. Remember that. So yes, now... Yeah, he made it clear. Yes, he made that clear. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, to the, and which is likely and, why... That would, that would make uh, sense as to why he would record those conversations, again, if those allegations are true. Those are separate whistleblowers. Separate too, whistleblowers. Same, yeah. And so this would be a pattern of behavior. Now he's got an official from China and that and he's pressuring the official from China to cough it up. Wow. Was that yeah. the whole game here? Was it that, well, they didn't really approach us or, or we didn't approach them. They approached us. So with the WhatsApp, and, and I'll say it again because I think it's important to emphasize if you're an investigator what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. It's either a quid pro quo and you didn't get your money or it's just out and outright extortion. Yes, that if exactly. You, that if you don't pay it, 
extortion my, of, of right. multiple foreign officials. I right. mean, if you, if that were to be a pattern of right. behavior, right? If 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 it's got you know it's it's one or the other, right? If that is true, and what he is stating is, if you don't pay, I'm going to send my father, the Godfather, and his friends, Luca Brasi. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send them your way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I hate that when he go, Luca walks into the bar and they stab his hand. Yeah, and they, yeah. Then, then kill him. Yeah, there were a couple of moments that were <clears throat> kind of played out pretty brutally yeah. in that series of three movies. The third movie, not so much. <laughs> I will say this. I didn't like the third movie when it came out. Mm. But now that I've been able to, now that it's been out, you know, what's that, 30 years now? Yeah. Well, the uh, third one? Or maybe, I forgot what, I don't know what year Longer it was. than that, yeah. Uh, when the Now that I look at the third one, mm-hmm. I think it actually to complete the story was necessary because I think it showed he paid the his daughter getting killed and then yeah. him dying alone. Spoiler alert. Well, come on, it's 30 <laughs> years old. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, because a lot of people didn't like and it gets And then at the end and, where Bruce Willis was actually dead? Oh, wrong movie. Wrong movie. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You know something though I did see the it was um What's the one with Aerosmith's daughter? Um, oh, Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon was on, and mm-hmm. I, I just—it was just the first part of it, and it just—I was flipping by, and it was on, and and I saw him, such a vibrant actor, and I just felt really sad. I've seen—I've—I've I've seen a couple of movies come up in my queue, and then the story came up recently of uh, uh, Bruce Willis holding his grandchild. I saw that, and yeah. it's like it, it's yeah because he still is is young i mean far too young to be dealing with such a horrible disease and and it was just i mean it's just heartbreaking it just is just heartbreaking it really is i saw oh it was die hard and die hard 2 that came up in my movie cues as suggestions and i was like oh and which is you know they're both of those are in my top probably seven or eight movies and, and, you know, in any form of di- dimension, we've dealt with it in, in our families. I dealt with with my mom, and it's really, you know, it's uh, – it's now, my mom still remembered who I was. She would mm-hmm. forget my father, mm-hmm. you know. But she was still probably in the beginning stages of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was part of the – it was, you know, part of the reason she died, though, was because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, – it's it's the toughest thing. I think it's probably one of the toughest illnesses out there to people around you. It, it, to people um, around you. That it, it's you very know, draining. We're going through very, it right now, and it's very draining because yeah. um, you have to re-educate the person all over again every yeah. time you see them. Yeah, that's, and, and you have to explain things to them that they seemingly don't know, they don't remember. And it, it, it is it, – it's very, it's very draining – um, and you know, I just feel for any of the families, again, we're going through it right now, but I, I feel for any of the families, um, that, and the caretakers, you know, I mean, it's, it, but it's such a, it's, it's just, such a unique, it's such a unique illness because any other illness, you, most likely your brain is there unless you're in extremely, you know, incredible pain or, 
then go into a coma. But when right. yeah. when you when you die, you're gone. Right. But when you're still alive and you're gone, that's just so tough to handle. Yeah. It's just such a devastation. Yeah. For for families that have to go right. through that. So yeah. yeah. Eight six six ninety red eye. Surviving and thriving as an owner-operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year. Costs are not the same each month. If 9,600 miles are driven one month and 10,000 miles the next, two different sets of costs apply for each month. For example, if your tractor payment is $1,850 per month and you drive 9,600 miles in the month, your tractor payment is costing you 19.3 cents per mile. Drive 10,000 miles, though, and that same payment will cost you 18.5 cents per mile. This is one of your major fixed costs while paying off a truck loan. The difference in this example is only a fraction of a cent, which may seem like small change, but it ultimately amounts to $960 more annually on the bottom line. Because though fixed costs do not go down over time, you can reduce your cost per mile with more paid miles. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology. For more information, go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Overdrive's Partners in Business section of the website for more detail on Business 101 and many other topics. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Just reading from Jonathan Turley here. Hunter is portrayed as just another junkie emailing threatening messages to foreign figures, demanding and apparently receiving millions of dollars. It is a little more than the elite version of an addict panhandling in Times Square. (laughs) The elite version. Except that Hunter apparently panhandled effectively in different countries for almost a decade, reportedly using a a web of more than 20 LLC corporations and banking accounts. Mm -hmm. And he has an an article that actually came out a couple days ago, but some really good points that that are in it about uh, the, the problem with that defense, with the problem with that line of defense. And he's making the same claim that we have made. And we said this, Turley said it a couple of years ago. We said it a couple of years ago. Don't be surprised if this becomes a defense. Yeah, right. And, and that is, he's just an addict. He's just an addict. He's right, just an addict. Right, right. And Turley makes the point. He goes, "Well, for being an addict, his family did sure cooperate with him in moving that money around, didn't they?" Well, that's it. Instead of treating him, what and, was their excuse? Right. Are they all on crack? <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Yeah. No, as you get to do. As we get to do. Eric Harley and Gary McEnough on Red Eye Radio. 
And he's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, just like you and I were talking about the uh, the addiction defense and, mm-hmm. and talked about it for a while. Jonathan Turley talked about it and talked about the defenses, you know, you whether it's uh, uh, on, um, you know, the uh, Claire McCaskill the other day mm-hmm. when she decided to become a crazy Democrat mm-hmm. uh, and talked about leave him alone, leave him alone, leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned Anna Navarro from... Uh, the view yesterday it was just a love story it's a love story between a father and a son it's a love story yeah somehow i didn't see family first <laughs> well <laughs> in more ways than one huh <laughs> <clears throat> and he uh, he writes here the problem with the line, this line of defense however is it runs into some glaring contradictions in the first few years of the scandal biden associates and hunter himself emphasized that he was a highly educated lawyer with executive-level experience to offer these companies. Back then, he was insulted by the notion that he was unqualified to sit on boards for companies like Burisma. He told ABC News reporter uh, Amy Robach to say it nicer when she raised the subject of allegedly using his connections to his father. Mm. Another problem is that Hunter did not appear to have any chemical-based challenge in allegedly maintaining what has been described by accusers as a global multi-million dollar influence peddling scheme. As I noted before, the fact is you can be an addict or an alcoholic and still be capable or culpable. Mm. Even more troubling is how members of the Biden family apparently continued to work with him on these deals despite his reported addiction. Mm. Uh, Did they send him uh, to rehab or did they continue to work with him on these deals all throughout his time of addiction? And is that because that's the love between a father and a son? Uh Before becoming the designated defendant of the Biden family, he was the conduit for millions in revenue, including alleged transfers to other Biden family members. The Justice Department, well, rather than prosecuting Hunter Biden for a felony in line on a federal gun form, it is sending him into a diversion program due to an addiction that he says he was able to break years ago. Uh Uh-huh. Which is it? Now, however, he is portrayed as not a capable, executive-level, experienced, highly educated lawyer. He's now being portrayed by his family as a junkie emailing threatening messages to foreign figures demanding and apparently receiving millions of dollars. It is little more than an elite version of an addict panhandling in Times Square, except that Hunter apparently panhandled effectively in different countries for almost a decade, reportedly using a web of more than 20 LLC corporations and banking accounts. Wow. Yeah, um, they want to have it both ways. Uh, what did what did uh, Biden say? Uh, one of the smartest men I know. That's how he described his son. Mm-hmm. And now he's a junkie to be pitied. Yeah. Can't make any choices. All the choices that he made were not his own. Right. And we're just here to help. Really? Was there an attempted intervention to the extent that you were able to get him to treatment? I mean, I don't know. I, 
actually don't know the answer to that question. When he was doing these things, because, wow, uh, you got to be pretty skilled to be on crack and still get a payout from Ukrainian and Chinese officials. Dude, you're crushing it. And I don't mean the rock that goes in your pipe. You know, I'm thinking what it's going to be like if, you know, the Republicans hold hearings at some point. I mean, hearings on this specifically. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to call Hunter Biden. They're going to call all of his business associates. Yep. They're going to call the whistleblowers. Yep. They've already, as I've said, you know, if they've got, we don't know what other things they're looking at that they're close to coming out with. Mm -hmm. But that's why it was so incredibly damaged two things were incredibly damaging last week the whatsapp coming out and then the republicans coming out and stating the republican in the senate saying wait a minute (laughs) we discovered this account years ago this money going in here and it happened and they figured out the timeline hundred thousand went at this point and then five million at this particular point went into this account well what you're telling the biden family what the republicans are telling them is that we've connected the dots and Hunter has indicted his father and then we have the money flow into a particular account. Now, do they have the money? I don't see if they've got into that account. I don't see how they can't go back and see where that money went right? and who withdrew it at that particular point. If you've got that, you have more because we haven't heard that on the bribe with Burisma yet that, you know, the Republican Senate way back in 2020 had figured out that money and where it was going to go. But has Comer, you know, it was very telling yesterday is when Comer came out. And it's something that you and I said a few weeks ago when Republicans were still saying we need to have a special counsel. And we went, no, you don't want a special counsel now. And Comer no. came out and said, Republicans, stop calling for a special counsel because it'll shut down the investigation. For years. Yeah, you cannot trust this administration to do anything right. We, you know, we're seeing what's going on uh, right now with uh, with the whole Weiss uh, situation. You're going to put your trust in the Biden administration and Merrick Garland now who is tainted? Because Merrick Garland would be assigning the special counsel. That's how it works. Exactly. And he's in the middle of he's in the middle of the allegation of a cover-up. Right. And his Justice Department. So everything, everything is perceived now as dirty. Right. You look and you go, it's dirty, it's dirty, it's dirty. And the other thing that happened that was mind-blowing last week was, and you and I talked about it during the break, was when, um, uh, you know, Merrick Garland came out and said, nope, we, you know, we followed the rules. He had complete authority. Then the within minutes, it seemed like, the whistleblower uh, information was out there that, no, here we... <laughs> Not only did we memorialize or document what was going on, the whistleblower, we've actually sent emails to everybody else. Yep. There are six other people that were in that meeting that can testify. And uh, there are now it was the same people he sent the letters to to confirm what was said in that meeting. Did he send it to those six people? Was that who he sent the letters to? I don't know if that mm. if that's the when case. When he was creating the paper trail, when you mean? Right, creating yeah. the paper trail, right. Yeah. Remember, he was writing emails mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. He probably wrote to those people and said, right. confirm what was in this particular meeting, whatever. Did they respond? It will be interesting to see what happened. But you have 
six witnesses right there. That seemed to be the that seemed to be a huge talking point yesterday that these are six people that you can call to say, nope, Garland's a liar. So you can't trust Biden. You can't trust Hunter. You can't trust the attorney general. And that's why Comer said, no, the only people that you can trust in this particular case is the Republicans looking into it. Yep. Because everybody else has been tainted. And the Republicans can make the comment, they can make the case that, look, we're not throwing any accusations out at all. We're just following where the evidence leads us. We're telling you what the evidence shows. And as you notice, when we come up with the evidence, they don't try to, uh, they don't try to, uh, uh, what do you call cross-examine it at all. Mm -hmm. They don't even come out and try to do it. Right. There's a reason for that because these aren't just allegations that we're making without evidence. We're not even making the allegations. We're showing you what the evidence is. The evidence is making the allegation. Right. Yeah. And that's the problem that the Bidens have in this thing every single day. I can't believe how quickly it accelerated last week. And you can see it now in the in, in the press. They want answers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when does the big question, when does the Democratic Party turn against Biden? When do they say this is getting too much? At this some is- point. There, there is no going back. You can't go back and, and try and squash all this evidence now. You can't do that. It's just like Merrick Garland the other day coming out. It's like, sorry, way too late to do that. And it all would reek of desperation as it did with Merrick Garland coming out the other day. And then he got hammered in return and hasn't said a word. All the evidence right now points at these allegations being true. There has never been once in this case since 2020, you know, where you would take three steps forward Mm -hmm. and one step back. Right. It's always been two steps, two steps, two steps, two steps, two steps, two steps, all in one direction. There's never been backing off at all in any of these allegations. No, no. I mean, it's only gotten worse. Going back to Bob Yulinski. Yeah. There was none of that where you would say, okay. Uh, this came out, and that means that this has to be in question, right? Where you go, all right, that's a setback. I haven't seen that anywhere in this case. Nowhere. What has changed is the fact that we've gone from, that's Russian, Russian disinformation, that someone, the, the Russians just dropped that laptop off at a store in New York, mm-hmm. to... He's on crack. What did you expect? No, it's a great that's a great point. It went from Russia disinformation, the Russians dropped that laptop off in order to destroy the Biden family to Hunter was on crack. What do you expect? Yeah. That's a great line. And that's it really that's, is. I mean, that, that's, there's your spectrum so far. Right. And you think about this too, you go from Russia collusion. Yep. That that was Trump colluded with the Russians to hack the election. To no, it was the Hillary campaign that colluded with the Russians to set up Trump. Right. I don't think the interesting thing is the stories are, you know, you look at, and again, this story isn't completely told yet, so we don't know what's going to happen. But the other one is, you'd think about that, and there wasn't as big of an impact 
on society as you would expect from mm-hmm. a president being set up by another presidential candidate who lost. Mm-hmm. It didn't succeed for her, mm-hmm. but it helped to destroy the incoming president. Right. So it worked for them in that one. Still, that at this moment, when you think about it, the biggest election political scandal of all time. Right. It wasn't successful, but it still was the biggest political dirty trick that history, I think, will look at it in a completely different way. I think history will look at it and go, my God, this is where another presidential candidate set up the other one, created lies that they were a traitor, and yet the lies were created and financed by the Hillary campaign. Mm-hmm. History yep. books, I don't think, are going to look too friendly on the Clintons. No. Especially with that one. Yep. But it didn't seem to have the impact, did it? It was slow, sort of slow rolled or whatever. Yeah. It really didn't have yeah. that shock. It was like, my God, you believe Hillary actually did that? Right. I mean, if you step back and look at it for what it is, it was incredibly sophisticated. Yeah. It's as Clinton-esque as it gets. Eight six six ninety red eye Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. In Trudeau Radio, he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Thank you uh, for uh, being here this morning. I just look at this headline. Washington Democrats silent on nude pride cyclist exposing genitalia to crowd, including kids and families. Washington State Democrats who were in attendance at the Seattle Pride Parade have remained silent on whether they condone the nude cyclist whose participation in the public parade sparked intense backlash online. Seattle's Pride Parade over the weekend sparked backlash over the inclusion of a fleet of nude male cyclists whose genitalia was on full display to attendees, including families with children. Of course, this is acceptable. Those aren't your children anymore. We're just going to we're just going to do this and you're going to accept it. Your children need to get used to male genitalia. That's the left. And then it was the same thing. Bud uh, Light sponsors Toronto Pride Parade attended by naked men. Bud Light is serving as official sponsor of the Toronto Pride Parade where video footage shows naked men standing around riding bicycles in clear view of children attending the event. I seem to remember a law in decent exposure. Seem to remember a law. I think Riley Gaines hit that last week. Yeah. Yeah, man, she went down the I mean, she listed all the laws that were broken, and the left just breaks them, and nah, we don't care. Nobody cares.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. It is a, a Tuesday. All right, reading this headline here. LSU star Olivia Dunn posts patriotic TikTok with troops at NASCAR event. My pronouns are U-S-A. Mm. Uh, LSU gym, uh, gymnast Olivia Dunn showed her patriotism over the weekend when NASCAR welcomed the popular TikTok influencer in uh, uh, to the uh, National uh, Super Speedway on Sunday. Dunn, who has over 7.5 million followers on TikTok, posted a video with two U.S. Uh, US Army members during the NASCAR Cup Series race. The video, which received nearly 250,000 likes, featured uh, the uh, popular uh, TikTok sound and the statement, my pronouns are U-S-A. All she's right. also a model, and you know the, with the. Uh, even though she's still in college gymnastics, you know how they can make money off the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's making tons of cash. Yeah, model everything else. So, um, yeah, if she's you know, monetizing her social. She's killing right. it. Yeah. But but you see, when you know my pronouns are USA, that's a direct attack. Yeah. at the radical transgender movement. Yeah, you didn't see those kind of things a year ago. Nope. Nope. Uh, and. You know, yesterday we had we had talked about, you know, and we just now talked about what happened in Toronto, the naked men with their genitalia hanging out in front of uh, of, of women and, you know, the number of... And children. But I say women. Mm-hmm. Women and children, yes. I, I meant children, not women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but women, too. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, again, we ask what happened to the hashtag Me Too thing right. and, and that kind of uh, uh, grotesque behavior by men, which... I thought the left had been against at one point. Uh, and we were rehashing, for example, the uh, the the uh, the whole movement for uh, gay marriage that that was something that was around really the last 30 years or so. Yeah. I mean, really in, in the forefront, I know, since I've been a radio talk show host. And one of the things that you heard promoted back then was even uh, the, the fact that, look, uh, gays are normal people. Love is love, right? That's what you heard. Mm-hmm. Normal, 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 normal. And then when you had some of these gay pride parades and the things that would go on, they'd be challenged and say, "Is that normal? What mm-hmm. you're, you know, what you're doing? You know, do behind which, do whatever you want, wish to do behind closed doors as consenting adults. But when it comes to the things that you do in public and the image that you're attempting to promote, and there were even gay activists who said it. And we had said it yesterday, and then I saw this article in the New York Post, and we had uh, read part of an op-ed piece that he did a couple of weeks ago. And this is where the the liberal circular firing squad uh, is, or, or should I say, I guess we can say this is the the uh, the LGBTQ uh, circular firing squad. 
Mm. Uh, and this is a Bruce uh, Bauer, who, again, was, we had mentioned him a few weeks ago, one of the really first well-known gay activists. Mm-hmm. One of the first that really was pushing gay marriage a long time ago. And he does not like where the LGBTQ is going. And this is part, and it's important to understand that where the pushback, it, it's the the wall of intimidation of the insanity of the transgender activist movement uh, has co-opted the LGB of the LGBTQ. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this. Right. You and I warned about this over a decade ago, mm-hmm. that it was going to happen there and that liberal feminism yep. also would get uh, hit. Right. Uh, this is uh, uh, Bruce Bauer, who, again, is a one of the most long-term, well-known gay activists. Drag queens chanting, we're coming for your kids, hurts gay rights. At New York's annual drag march on Friday, activists chanted, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. It's shocking, but not new. In recent years, such blunt, outrageous rhetoric from the gay left has become pretty familiar. And understand that there has been a growing number of gay conservatives. Log cabin Republicans have been around for a significant period of time, Mm -hmm. but they are slowly getting louder. Uh, Two years ago, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus released a YouTube video in which 81 of its members sang a song with the refrain, We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly. You'll barely notice it. Groups like the San Francisco Gay Men's Course once played an important role in giving gay Americans a positive image. The, the idea that gay people, as more or less ordinary people next door, was crucial in helping win popular support for gay equality, gays in the military, and ultimately gay sex marriage. In I to cite the title of my 1993 book, this is Mr. Bauer here, Most Gay Americans Just Want a Place at the Table. The title of Andrew Sullivan's 1995 book made the same point. Gay people were, all in all, virtually normal. Our books were part of the response by the gay mainstream to be a self-styled gay rights movement that, run by far-left ideologies, had all too often promoted the idea as gays as the cutting edge of a crusade to overthrow every pillar of American society, capitalism, religion, the military, the family. Nothing could have been more untrue to the reality of ordinary gay Americans' lives or more damaging to their prospects for their equality. But the the ideologues didn't care. They'd hijacked the fate of gay Americans to push their own utopian socialist agenda. When Sullivan and I appeared on Charlie Rose's show in 1994 to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the modern gay rights movement, one of the other guests, a radical lesbian, made the agenda clear. We don't want a place at the table, she shouted. We want to turn the table over. Whatever they may say nowadays, the gay left hated the idea of same-sex marriage. Those of us who supported it weren't just criticized by right-wing defenders of traditional wedlock, We were fiercely attacked by queers, left-wing gays who cherished being marginalized for wanting to buy into a heterosexual institution. In the end, from his point of view now, fortunately our side won because as a tsunami of gays came out of the closet in the 1990s and afterwards, it became clear 
that those of us who just wanted to live normal lives were very much in the majority in 2015. And then the, he goes into the whole uh, there, but the point he's trying to make, I want to skip over a couple of paragraphs here. Um, uh, he said he felt gratitude that, that where the country's going on gay marriage. Uh, but he said, but a tiny minority of gays obviously don't feel gratitude like that woman on Charlie Rose. They didn't want rights. They wanted attention. They wanted to play at rebellion after the uh, Supreme Court decision. Then it didn't take too long before a few of those irresponsible types whose great pleasure in life is apparently causing social disruption began acting up again. That small, sad segment of the gay population who are determined to be clowns to make mischief and to get easy thrills by terrifying nice people. They're out there now giving an ugly name to the overwhelming majority of decent gay Americans who struggled for so long with the dignity and patience and sensitivity to win equality and respect. It's disgusting. And I know one thing, if anybody is upset more by this sideshow than straight parents, it's gay people who feel that their honorable movement for equal rights has been shanghaied by a gang of psychologically disturbed egomaniacs. Mm. Whoa. Well, there you go. So there's part of the 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 LGBTQ circular firing squad. But again, the voices may be out there once in a while, but the perception to the public, rightly or wrongly, is that you that that the LGB has embraced the T and the rest of it, which is pure insanity to almost all Americans. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, again, you can't say that I agree with this, not but not this. You know, this is this is the problem with like corporations. The corporate endorsements. You have to be all in. If you support part of it, you support all of it. Unless you want to come out with a disclaimer, good luck with that. We don't support this part of it. Oh, you don't? Well, you better bar the doors because the mob is going to be at your doors because you won't be all in. Well, because remember, and and again, I don't know, I haven't seen a poll of... of, uh, gay people on this particular issue about mm-hmm. what they think about. I just haven't seen that poll. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe the pollsters have taken it and they're afraid to, if they're liberal, are too afraid to post it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I think he said a couple of weeks ago, you can be you can be gay and still understand that biological males can't be biological females. Right. Okay, I can accept right. that. That's, right. That I can accept. And I mean, it's, we, it's a ridiculous... We've heard that. We've heard that. Right. Uh, Martina Navratilova. Right. Of course, she's been... Uh, you know, again, uh, demonized, and now she's the enemy. Um, but that's, you know, that's something we've the, heard. Uh, the woman, the woman who came out, she was a lesbian. The woman who came out, remember, and was pounding on the almost unanimous support for the equity bill. Remember, she was mm. part of the. Wasn't she the one that was kicked off of a gay rights group? Because she was against. Yeah, it was a commission that she was on. A I think. commission that she was on and, in, in And DC. she said she did not support this prisoner claiming to be a woman. And he was sent 
to a woman's prison where he committed rape. Where he committed rape, and she was accused of promoting violence for not wanting him and not wanting that policy to continue. She was accused of violence. Yes. And I believe she spoke in front of Congress before they had that vote Mm -hmm. on the equity bill and said, this is what you're doing. And remember, though, and, and, you know, he's trying to make the uh, case that this is a very small minority mm-hmm. of gay activists. Uh, all I have to say is this. The entire Democratic Party supports it. Yeah. Right. I would have to ask that question. If it's such a small, it's a question. I'm not making, and by asking the question, I'm not making an assumption. I want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's such a small minority of those who put themselves in the LGBTQ, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, whatever category they decide to put them in, mm-hmm. uh, and it's such a small minority, why is it almost 100% of the members of the Democratic Party in Congress and the vast majority of Democrats who serve in state legislatures that are completely behind the insane movement. Right. That's a legitimate question to ask. Right. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, it is, they, everybody on Capitol Hill is in lockstep. All the Democrats are in lockstep. Yep. Absolutely. They want a child to determine uh, without the parents or doctor's involvement, that they should commit genital mutilation. Right. It is one of the most perverted ideas ever. After recognizing, in fact, even promoting and using it as leverage, the mental health crisis in that group. Yeah. That they promote the mental that health they, crisis. They promote right. it. Right, they promote and it. And exactly. use it as leverage. Right. They go beyond just recognizing the mental health crisis. They're saying if you say anything against it, you're going to make it worse. So they recognize it. They go beyond that in using it as leverage and then say those same children should be in charge of their decision on genital mutilation. Irreversible. So mutilation over their doctors and parents. Yeah, it is the most perverted idea Probably you could take a vote and say this is probably get the majority of people to agree. This is probably one of the most perverted ideas ever initiated in American politics. Yes. In our history. And it's going to be center stage, I'm convinced, next yeah. summer at the DNC in Chicago. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. FBI Director Christopher Wray will face the GOP-led House Judiciary Committee for questioning in July when he will likely be asked to answer for the agency's alleged progressive weaponizing 
against the Democrats' political foes. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, I expect uh, there's going to be, well, I, I cannot get into the discussion on that because it's internal policy and this is an ongoing investigation and this is blah, 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 blah. But I'd be happy to blah, 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 in another setting, blah, blah, blah. I think that's pretty much going to be the brunt of what you're going to hear. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. You know, we we look at between now and um, next year, the election. That's a long time. Oh, and yeah. We, yeah. Pr- you know, we pro- <laughs> think about how everything you yeah. just mentioned earlier, how it seems so much has exploded in the Hunter Biden thing. Just in last just, week. Just just in one week. Yeah. Since a week ago right now. I and, mean, it's and we still have another uh, what? Roughly 13 months before their convention. Yeah, before even the convention. And so this is going to be pounding every single day. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think the Republicans, I do believe that, that Comer now, and and I I really do think my, my, this is my gut telling me, but once you get a certain amount of evidence, you start saying, okay, this is only going in this direction. Mm -hmm. It's, we've mentioned before that the last three years, it's only gone in one direction and that's, not good for the president and everything has gotten worse and worse and worse. And the, what was in the laptop ended up being, you know, true. If the Republicans hold hearing this fall or even in the spring, mm-hmm. you know, if they're talking about, well, okay, we're going to have, uh, you know, the, the, the Trump trial next year, we'll find, you know, we'll have the, uh, uh, you know, we'll have who knows what the hell by next spring, where they may say we're going to have an impeachment trial for the president based on influence peddling and bribery. Right. Influence oh, yeah. peddling, illegal influence peddling, uh, uh, extortion, threat, yep. you know, th- threatening, yep. uh, quid pro quo, uh, money laundering. Mm-hmm. And I, the what changed for me was, again, when you got the WhatsApp and then the Senate came out and said, we know where the money went. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the Republicans are letting know everything that they have already. But that was one key point that had to terrify the administration and every Democrat out there because now they're saying we've connected the dots to either a quid pro quo or extortion. And the president has been identified as being part of it. In fact, being the leader and the enforcer. By Hunter Biden, his yep. own son. Yep. His own son has indicted him. That is, and that's why I think you saw the change in the media. That's why you saw what, um, you know, the other day on, on Friday where they were just going, you know, they were going nuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's the talk of everything today because now the Russia stuff's gone. Yeah. Until something, right. you know, I mean, it's not that it's not an international story and they won't cover it, but the, the, the passion and the blood in the water is, whoa. Yeah. The Republicans now have right. a money trail based strictly on what Hunter Biden has said or, or written.
Gary McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Just reading this from William McGurn, the member of the Wall Street Journal editorial board. Always writes a column in the Wall Street Journal, but he says Democrats say that the, these are unsubstantiated accusations from Republicans. As we have said, none of them are unsubstantiated accusations from Republicans. No, these are not. The Republicans are not. This isn't like when you had Democrats calling President Trump at the time a traitor mm-hmm. because of Russia collusion, that there was no evidence. There wasn't there wasn't a whistleblower that existed that was stating that Trump was colluding with the Russians. That didn't exist. So that goes right out the window when they do that. But then he writes, that's rich given what Mr. Comer wants to know, Mm. is whether the FBI and the Justice Department made an honest effort to substantiate the information about the Bidens. Attorney General Merrick Garland has been careful not to address specifics. On Friday, he painted criticisms of his department as a threat to democracy. As a, uh, at the White House, meanwhile, it was deja vu all over again. John Kirby, the National Security Council coordinator for strategic communications, refused to answer whether uh, the WhatsApp message undermined the president's repeated claims of ignorance about Hunter's foreign business dealings. Mr. Kirby declared, I'm not going to address this issue from this podium and walked off. Well, actually, he did say no and then said. I'm not going to address it. So mm-hmm. whether he was responding to the question or saying or the no meant I'm not going to respond to the question, I don't know. Right. Uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre picked up the ball, making clear that if reporters asked anything related to Hunter, I'm just not going to respond to it from here. Whatever you think, and this is what we talk about, what the future would be like. I was you and I were in the discussion in the last segment. What's going to happen? My God, we're 13 months even before they have, you know, a a. a the convention and right. and we're so far away from the actual election what could possibly happen because whatever this is it isn't a winning strategy for 2024 especially with republican subpoenas still coming on sunday house speaker kevin mccarthy raised the possibility of impeaching mr garland uh over this remember the whistleblowers are all testifying under pain of a perjury charge if they lie And their allegations are relatively easy to prove or disprove. IRS career uh, uh, investigator Gary Shapley Jr. testified about a 2022 meeting of prosecutors, FBI and IRS agents. He found shocking. He says U.S. Attorney David Weiss, who was overseeing the Hunter Biden investigation, told them three things. First, that Mr. Weiss was not the deciding official when it came to bringing charges. Second, that Matthew Graves, the U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, would not allow him to bring charges against Hunter there. And third, that he had asked uh, for special counsel status and the request was denied. The testimony contradicts Mr. Garland's claim that Mr. Weiss had full authority to charge what and where he wanted. It also contradicts Mr. Weiss's own claim in a letter to the House Judiciary Committee that he was the ultimate authority. But all of this can easily be cleared up by having those allegedly at the meeting, including Mr. Weiss, testify under oath. Other allegations also deserve answers under oath. Did Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf really call 
Hunter Biden's defense counsel about a Northern Virginia storage unit destroying investigators' plan for a search? And why did she allegedly tell agents interviewing Hunter business associate Rob Walker not to ask about dad or the big guy? Ultimately, Hunter Biden will himself be called to testify before the House. Maybe he'll refuse to say anything that may be best for him, but for his president father running for re-election, having his son uh, come across like Vito Genovese, taking the fifth dozens of times before questions about Shell Company and payments to himself and his dad is not a great look. When Hunter agreed to his plea deal last week, his lawyer said he did so with the understanding that the investigation was resolved. Perhaps that part is, but for Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, and the FBI Director Christopher Wray, it's only just the beginning. And the other thing is, too, the lawyer said it's his understanding that the investigation is done. So Mm -hmm. can Wray... Well, okay, that was the IRS investigation, not the FBI's. But it is the Department of Justice. Well, so can so but, can but Christopher Ray? It's yeah, could it, there be something stemming from what was learned of the during the IRS investigation? Uh, right. Be taken on by the FBI? Yeah. Well, right. Well, since the Department of Justice is the one who's not that's part of the FBI. Mm-hmm. So Christopher Ray, if he says the investigation's still going on, well, his lawyer said it's not. Is it going on or is it not going on? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's a huge difference. And if it is going on, why would you make a plea deal? Right. Because what are you investigating? Why would you agree? You know, why would you sit there and agree to a plea deal if you thought you had him on more? Or is that the whole point of a plea deal? You get in early and then you get immunity for anything else that comes along. Or, as long as the FBI claims it's under investigation, they don't have to answer any questions. Right. To keep the box in the corner. Still open case. I mean, think about this. What a god-awful mess this is. When you think well, about me across across the board. How I mean, do it's you just... jump out in front of it? You know, Merrick Garland, with his cheap attempt the other day, only got himself deeper. I don't think he was expecting the reaction to that. I think his arrogance, Merrick Garland's arrogance, thought that he would just be able to get the the backing of the liberal media, and that was going to carry the narrative. Okay, it's over. Uh, we're going to wrap this whole week in a bow because we got uh, Hunter Biden uh, and and the charges against him, uh, the plea deal, and then Merrick Garland. I ah, didn't do anything, and then it's over. Well, it's not over. Well, think about this. You have, you know, Merrick Garland coming out saying it's a threat to democracy uh-huh. to attack. Yeah. Well, they're not attacking. They're not attacking the institution. They're attacking the people running the institution. Yeah. So and, and to be clear, uh, let me uh, just carve through your arrogance, Mr. Garland. You're not the institution. Yeah. You're the person temporarily in charge of the institution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's who's being analyzed. Not the institution. Yeah. And and so the institution is, uh, you know, as we, uh, you know, we know is part of the framework of the executive branch. 
and that's fine. But it's not the institution that's being attacked, so it's not democracy that's being attacked. It's the claim that you aren't acting in a democratic fashion. Yeah, right. That's the allegation. The yep. allegation is on you, not the institution. Yep. yep. But when you think about it, the Republican allegation against him based on the whistleblower is the fact that he lied under oath to Congress. He hasn't responded to that. And that came out very quickly after he gave his generic comments last week. And he has not responded. All I know is if someone said I lied under oath, and I'm Attorney General of the United States, a statement's coming out extremely quick, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I know I didn't lie under oath. Oh, man, I'm I'm in front of a podium. You're not going to be able to, it's, find me a podium, find me a microphone now. You're not going to be able to keep me from saying something. If I'm wrongly accused of something, I'm going to get out in front of it and I'm going to prove it's wrong. It's false. What you saw last week was a weak attempt that was far too late. And it shows that they now are very concerned about this. It's not going anywhere. We said this. This thing is not going away. And over and over again. And now that, you know, the president, again, it's unclear what he was saying when he said no. But he's going to be and the administration is going to be with every step of this. This isn't something that is in the bubble of today going to disappear tomorrow. No, These are massive allegations. They're either true or they're not. Well, I mean, it, when, when you look at it overall, you know, what, what you're talking about is not just the, the, the biggest possibly now from, from what we have seen over the last couple of weeks, the allegations, illegal, massive influence peddling, bribery, extortion, money laundering. Mm-hmm. But those charges that all Americans view, those allegations, that if they ever became charges, but even the allegations themselves, when they come from somebody not a partisan, which so far nobody has been able to label the whistleblowers as partisan, are extremely serious crimes. And the other allegation is the Department of Justice, the law enforcement agency, which is supposed to crack down, investigate, charge, and and then have the courts convict those people who are doing it, are running cover. Yep. Those are the allegations. That's extremely serious because this right now, we know that the money went through. We know it's the biggest influence peddling scheme in America, in American history. Right now, mm-hmm. we know that, you know, illegal, that still needs to be proved. Legal or illegal, but all the direction is And everything, every bit of evidence, not one is a Republican claiming something that they can't back up because the worst of it, the worst of the allegations came directly from the writings of Hunter Biden.
Mm-hmm. And that's his family was there and ready to punish the Chinese official if he didn't come through with the cash. Yep. So it's either extortion or it's a quid pro quo, which then at that point is a bribe. Yep. And then going to that account, if it was distributed at that point, and went to other members of the family who didn't report it as income, that becomes money laundering at that point. Mm-hmm. Money laundering, wire fraud. Yeah. Extortion. Oh, yeah, there's tons of things in there. And that's the problem the administration has. It's not, and they're simply saying it doesn't exist. And, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, he was a crack addict. How dare you not understand the love? I mean, when you think about the deflection on this, it's mind-boggling, the deflection. No, ignore that. This is all about family love. Mm-hmm. The love yeah. between a father right. and a son. Yeah. That's what this is about. Yeah. It's a love story. I can hear mm-hmm. I can hear the love story theme in the background. It's in my head. <laughs> this is about family. Ryan, Ryan O'Neill, first. Ryan O'Neill, Allie McGraw, just another kind of love story. I'm going back what half a century now, <laughs> at least. When that was that love story fifty years ago, like close to it, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, seventies. Yeah, <laughs> it's going back a minute. You're, you're making, you're making. Go to love story. What comes up? Taylor Swift. <laughs> Wow. See, even the internet doesn't know how old it is. Wow. Hmm. 53 years. Yeah. 1970. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Yep. Crazy. 173 million at the box office. Wow. That's a lot of money back then. Yeah. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up following the top of the hour, new uh, polling is uh, out. Someone received the worst vice presidential rating of all time. <laughs> Wonder who that could be. <laughs> we'll have that. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell you who that is. Yeah, we'll tell you who Later that is. in the show. <laughs> yeah. As if you can't guess it. <laughs> We'll we'll narrow it down to you. It's it's oh. in the pool of current vice presidents. <laughs> it's in that group, and it, in that and, category. And it's not Dan Quayle, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, we'll tell you about the college that allegedly fired a biology professor for teaching that sex was determined by X and Y chromosomes. Oh yeah! How dare you teach biology?
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we're Red Eye Radio. <laughs> 86690 Red Eye. All right. Latest polling is out. Kamala yeah. Harris sets the record low for vice president net favorability. Yeah, all right. The poll published on Monday found that 49% of respondents have a negative opinion of Harris, while 32% of those uh, surveyed have a positive opinion of the vice president. Who are those people? (laughs) Uh, Harris received a net negative rating of minus 17, which is the lowest net negative rating for a vice president in the history of the poll. Yeah. Uh, let me see. October of 2019, 39% of respondents had a negative view of Pence. Hmm. The poll comes uh, after White House officials have been working with Harris to repair her image and to how do you repair her repair image? her image how, how do you repair the image how do you, I mean I don't know when they do that I, I I love this we need to reinvent how do you reinvent a vice president how do you reinvent a president yeah you know what can reinvent a president a war yeah sure that has to be, it doesn't always mm-hmm. because it can be you, you can have ninety percent ratings and then they go down a few years after when the expectation is, well, we should have won this war and been out of it. Mm-hmm. But other than wars, you know, that have a have the potential to swing the population in a huge way in the polls, just the everyday stuff, you know, doesn't doesn't do it. I mean, Biden can't rehabilitate his image. No, because he can't change the nature of who he is. Right. And the same with the vice president. She can't change the nature of who she is. She can't all of a sudden learn something that would change her in this monumental way. The White House chief of staff told the media outlet that he meets with Harris on a weekly basis to discuss ways to tout her policy ideas and leadership. What policy ideas? What uh, leadership? I mean, Corrine Jean-Pierre has more when she was talking about her uh, equity economy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the equity is, uh, trickle down doesn't work. Equity economy works. Equity economy. Equity economy. I mean, you're talking about it. It was a elementary school back and forth on economics yesterday with Green Jean Pierre. I know mm-hmm. I'm getting off the the Kamala Harris poll here, but that just that always that just stuck with me yesterday. I shook my head going. She's completely clueless. Well, they see the backlash of investors looking at it and saying, sorry, if you want to, we know what actual equity means, and this isn't it. 
That's not how capitalism works. That's how communism works. Everybody being treated equally, everybody being paid equally, equally low. Well, nobody's buying into it. I mean, I nope. just, I can't, nope. I'm just, uh, actually what shocks me is how, after being coached, that's the best that they can do. See, because I, because it comes down to this. You either believe that or you, or you don't. You either believe something or you, or you don't. So... When it comes to conviction, this is who they are. But their convictions are based on falsehoods. Well, and so when yeah. you when you when you step up to a podium and you're saying all these things, you you talk as if you're at a rally, and that there are thousands of people standing behind you with signs chanting the same thing, but what you're saying is empty. The content is zero. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you how do you rehabilitate or change your image? It really how do you do it? Bring in John Kirby? Oh, you mean for the vice president? <laughs> no, for I mean for I meant Kareem, generically for any politician. For Corinne Jean-Pierre, it's you bring you, in John Kirby. <laughs> no, you no, you can see it. You you can see it what 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 uh the they know they can't sell for example open borders. So they don't sell you open borders. They tell you the border is secure. Mm -hmm. And then what they did in this case with the border is they let almost everybody in. So now there's no long lines and riots because everybody can come in because we told you how to come in. Mm -hmm. And so you sit there and you accomplish your goal of letting millions of people into the country who will eventually be illegal because they won't go back and they're not going to apply for asylum because they know that 90% chance they can't get back. But the president then says, I win because I say, look, my policy is working at the borders. There's not a ton of people there trying to get across. There aren't riots. There aren't these things happening because you're just... Now, the problems that you have are hidden. 80,000 missing children. Yeah. Children in slave labor, mm-hmm. the problems that it causes in the cities, because you say, "Hey, let the cities let the cities bear the cost." Well, initially it was let the border states bear the cost, and the border states got smart and said, "No, we'll 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 uh, we'll let them go to sanctuary cities because the sanctuary cities promise better benefits than we have." Yeah. So somebody else pays the cost of it. You don't solve the problem, you just hide it. Yeah. But you saw it for years with Democrats, and when it came near election time, well, then they change up. We're about fiscal responsibility. We're about this. We're about that. You know. And so what you do is, if you wish to rehabilitate your image, you change your position on the issues, or you fake that you're changing your position on the issues. But there's no other way to rehabilitate a Biden or a Harris. But it's no. not working for either of them, though. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not they can't sell it, and the reason they can't sell it, and and you you cannot. I don't believe you can discount what has happened over the last couple of years 
And that's all the abstract ideas. If you're a first-time listener to the show, we've been talking about this for the last couple of years, that the problem that the Democrats have now and even long-term is especially after Trump goes, because that's really the one thing that will limit Republican growth right now. He can get his loyal base behind him, but he can't get independence behind him. That's always a problem that Trump is going to have. But that's based on not where he stands on the issues, but just his individual personality and how people view him. Hmm. And you can't change that. It's a relationship that they have with him one-on-one, and they don't like him. Hmm. And that's how they're going to vote. But once Trump is gone, you know, Democrats are going to try to have the next boogeyman but the fact is, it's been unique. The The hatred for Trump has even risen, not that it wasn't close with Bush, but it has raised to been raised to levels that I don't think we've ever seen before. And we'll probably see it even higher with the next uh, GOP president. That's just the way it's going to be, you know? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, DeSantis brings out the hate in them. Oh, they've already built it. I yeah. mean, he's yeah. Hitler. Um, no, he's, he, no, no, no. Remember, know. he's Mussolini. Yeah, right. Uh, and over the weekend, they were screaming the, you know, he's Hitler all over again. Adolf DeSantis. Oh, I didn't hear the Adolf. Yeah. The weekend. Yeah. OK. Uh, and and so. Um, uh, but when you see the problem for the, the Democrats, it's that the problem they have, there may be the Democrats may have been successful in demonizing the imagery of Republicans. But when it comes to where they actually stand on the issues. And this is why DeSantis won so big in Florida. He was able to, this is where I stand on the issues. It's issues, Mm -hmm. issues, issues, issues. And a wide number of independents and even Democrats said, okay, we're going to vote for this guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Democrats will always attempt to demonize whoever is a Republican uh, nominee. But they're doing that to everybody now. We we had talked about, I talked about that uh, British author, Michelle, is it Melanie Phillips? I can't think of her name. Uh, that I've been watching recently on the John Anderson podcast, former uh, prime minister of Australia. And she's great. You know, she's just like everyone from now on on the doesn't matter whether you're an independent, doesn't matter whether you're a liberal. If you don't gr- agree now with the radical left, which, again, is the mainstream of the Democratic Party on the national level right now, well, then you're automatically Hitler because they're good. They don't have to explain anything to you. Mm-hmm. They don't have to answer any questions because they're good. You're bad. It's well, just like what Bill Maher said, you know, well, we said that Bush and all the others were Hitler, but this guy really is Hitler when speaking about Trump years ago. And that's the way the left will continue to behave. The question is, is have they played their cards far too, far too long? And have they overplayed these cards over and over again? Because you what you see now is we mentioned earlier, you got members of the gay community coming out saying, we don't want to be a part of this whole trans thing. We don't want to be this. The gays against grooming. Mm-hmm. They. We don't want to be a part of this. This is not for children. And this is not our intent for it to be about children. But the far left, they're ignoring that. So when the far left is the loudest part of it, they're getting all the attention. That's the way it's always been. At some point, you do you do go beyond being able to sell that to the American public. Yeah. Now, even right. even before, even before when you would do the, you know, the whole man on the street. Well, you, you think that a a person can just because they say so, they can be a black a man can be a black female, 
or can I be nine feet tall just because I say so? And they were, well, <laughs> I mean, if you if you want this, that's the intimidating factor that I think is losing its hold with a number of people. Again, even that part of it, not that the mob has gone away, but that intimidation factor, I don't think mm-hmm. has the same effect that it did before. And that's why long term, I'm very, you know, I'm very happy. But as we've stated before, the difference over the last couple of years is the abstract ideas that if we do this and spend money, it's all going to be great. Mm-hmm. Or you're hearing now, you know, Karine Jean-Pierre talk about equity economy. And you're like, what does that mean? Well, yeah. what that actually means is the fact is they want to produce products that Americans don't want to buy. And since the companies can't make a profit on it, it means that then massive subsidies must be given to these companies. And then for the massive subsidies, these companies have to obey what the government tells them to do. And it's not the way to run an economy. It will send you into, it will send you into, well, you can look at the socialist countries out there that have tried it. It doesn't work. But the American public already has felt what government spending has done through inflation. Mm -hmm. They've been warned. That was the warning the last couple of years. Inflation inflation was your warning, independents and Democrats. <laughs> yeah. That was your warning. And there isn't the money just it's not there. It's not there in states now. No. You know, you're gonna see this. What's gonna happen to the states of California? You know, that the story from Michigan that we'll get to here in just a couple of seconds. We gotta get to the story of Michigan because it's just like you just you shake your head going, Are they really that stupid? Here it is. Shrinking Michigan population triggers Governor Whitmer to create commission to stop decline. How do we stop decline? Well, we need to return to the manufacturing base. How do we do it? Well, how do we do that? Well, let's make sure we make products that Americans don't want, that companies can't make a profit on, that we will get the taxpayer to subsidize, and that will bring us success as an economy. Mm -hmm. Let's continue the same insanity that got us to the place of losing people. Yep. And let's continue with our racist ways uh, with their identity politics. Let's endorse the liberal transgender activist movement. Let's increase taxes. Let's do every, let's push the rich out in a state that has a progressive tax policy, which means the rich pay a great, a much greater number. And they're like, Hey, and after COVID we're gone too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's not rocket science. We need to have a commission. Let's allocate a couple of billion dollars to this commission to find out how to have a successful capitalist economy. Leave them alone. Yep. Eight six six ninety red eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on speed and space management. In order to manage speed, you need to understand the four factors involved in stopping a vehicle. Perception distance is the distance a vehicle travels from the time you see a hazard until your brain recognizes it. The perception time for an alert driver is approximately three-fourths of a second. Reaction distance is the distance a vehicle travels from the time your brain tells your foot to move from the accelerator until your foot hits the brake pedal. The average driver has a reaction time of three-fourths of a second. Brake lag distance also needs to be taken into account. When operating a vehicle with air brakes, it takes about half a second for the mechanical operation to take place. Finally, braking distance is the distance it takes a vehicle to stop once the brakes are applied. Braking distance is affected by the weight, length, and speed of the vehicle, as well as road condition. 
This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. And so we're just into this offshoot here of, <laughs> of uh, talking about you know Karine Jean Pierre yesterday, talking about their equity economy. But then you know going down to the states and the story out there about uh, Michigan, extremely concerned about the mm. loss of population. Mm. So they need to do something. So they decided to come up with a commission mm-hmm. to study the population loss and come up with ideas of how to grow the state. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about putting together a the 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 governor and others putting together a council uh, and uh, an advisory body within the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity. Twenty one voting members are appointed by the governor, including four members of the legislative branch of the state government, people from the private sector, unions, workforce development and talent, infrastructure, nonprofit, philanthropy and education. The remaining voting members, state government workers from the Budget Office, Treasury Department, and other departments. They'll be studying the population decline and give recommendations concerning how to attract more workers, especially young ones, into the state. That's what will bring back Michigan, California, Illinois, and New York. Oh, yeah. More central government planning. Yes. That's of how to run an economy. Answer. Yeah. Always the answer. And produce more goods and services that the population doesn't want, but government wants, that they companies can't make a profit on, have the taxpayer subsidize <laughs> those those products mm-hmm. uh, until everybody goes bankrupt. I mean, it's yeah. just it is so asinine. It's so childish. Reminds I know what it reminds you and I of mm. Gavin Newsom years ago mm. when he was what lieutenant governor of, yeah. of California making a trip to Texas. We need to go to this is before they were banned coming to Texas. Mm. We need to go to Texas because they apparently have a way of making the economy do really well. And we need to go and investigate what they're doing there. I think mm. he showed up in Austin and said, hey, what? How are you guys doing all this? Well, lower taxes. Um, no, we can't do that. <laughs> uh, attracting big corporations and no, encouraging profits. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, well, I just thought I'd check. Bye. <laughs> we want to do it, but not your way. Yeah. Is there any any way that you could do it with more state control? Can you can you raise taxes and still do it? No. Do you, do you have oh, a, okay. Do you have a central industry planning board? Yeah. No, because that's what no. we're looking into. Yeah. Right. Centralized government controlling the economy right. to record profits is what we're looking mm-hmm. at. Yeah. Mm. Idiots.
Gary McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he is Eric Harley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Hey, we I just realized this here. What? We didn't... Uh, I didn't get any warnings yesterday about the the grid here. Is that because the wind was blowing? Uh, there was not enough energy to produce the warnings. <laughs> now, we're supposed to be hotter even today, and I haven't seen any warnings. I've seen like... Only excessive heat warnings from the National Weather Service, but not, yeah. not from the energy... People. Is that because no. the wind is blowing? We expect yeah, we've got like and 15 mile in fact, an hour that was, winds? I think it was yesterday on the show uh, during a break. I was telling you the saving grace yeah. this week will be the fact that we are getting 13 to 15 mile an hour winds, consistent winds throughout the day during these hot days. Uh, Wednesday was supposed to be originally they had it at a uh, in my neighborhood at 107 was the forecast. Oh. Yeah. And now I think it's at one. Uh, 105, 104 now. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, 104 for Wednesday. Yeah. And, uh, Tuesday, today, 103. And next week, actually, uh, a little bit cooler. I mean, you know, I mean, it's going to be in the 90s, but it, it, um, I'll take it for well into July, the first week of July, uh, highs in the lower to mid 90s. And then it gets back up to <laughs> about the time I return back uh, from vacation, get back in town. It's going to get back close to 100 and be where we're supposed to be this time of year. Do you know that I have not? And you you said the same thing. I left yesterday and was telling you I still have not yet used my sprinkler system to water the lawn except to just very briefly put it on to test it or to water in fertilizer or weed killer. Yeah. I have not set my sprinkler to run. I am not. My sprinkler has not run yet to actually water the lawn. The first day may be today. Uh, My wife has a really great fruit and vegetable garden in the back, and and she waters that by hand. I've got it set up where we can water it, and we will be watering it next week uh, with the uh, sprinklers, but she likes to go out there in the evening. And... um, but other than that, I have not watered yeah. the grass at all. Because we got we got rain where I am. We got rain on Friday. Yeah. So normally that means I can wait a week. Right. With my grass, it's real. T- I grow my southern Bermuda very tall. Mm-hmm. And so it's really tough. And you want the weeds to grow. I might not water today. I'm not sure. But uh, I want to water it before I head out of town on uh on, on Friday, but I probably do a light watering today and then one Friday, which and then next week we're expecting some rain. So we could be back to it again. But mm-hmm. that's really the key when you have when when you have a pool <laughs> and you have a lawn, it's like, oh, boy, the water bill goes up drastically mm-hmm. in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, especially in July and, uh, and and August. But this may be a first. I don't remember Nah, probably in 2015 when we got that. T- Remember the rain we got in 2015? Oh, yeah, it was relentless. Yeah, it, was relentless so. uh, it was. Someone made the comment. It was. It was almost 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> my lake. My lake was three times its size. I have a friend who has a man-made lake that he actually dredged on his own, and it was just a huge, massive pit. And I asked him, and I've been asking him for years. I've known him 
we were since we were kids. And I said, uh, how are you going to fill all this? And he says, well, hopefully nature will take its course. And it did. And it filled his lake. And a couple of hours northwest of here where my parents and in-laws live, uh, where I graduated high school, uh, they had actually, they were one of the first, if not the first in the nation, to recycle some of their sewer water for drinking water. And it had gotten to where their lakes were down at a total of 19% left. That was it. The entire watershed was down to 19%. Wow. It rained so hard for such a long time that one of the lakes had a spillway and the local media there could not remember the last time there was any water over that spillway. Uh, it was flooding. There were some dangerous situations during that time. My dad sold sold his pontoon boat. A guy and his family show up to get the boat. And my dad says, well, where are you going to take it? He goes, well, we don't live close to here. Where we live, there's there's plenty of lake water. So, you know, we were just passing through. We saw the deal. And so my dad sold it. But in celebration, it was about a month and a half later. In celebration of the water, he went out and bought a brand new one. He ordered it and, and had it delivered and still has that boat today. But that was a time when... And everybody in that town was had signs in their yard. Well, a lot of people uh, had signs in their yard that said, pray for rain. And that was kind of the, you know, the, uh, the on, and it, this was a drought that lasted in that town for over seven years. Yeah. And it's west of here. So you're getting into, you're in West Texas territory up near the Red River. And it was just bone dry for years and there was this thing that and it was it was it was almost cruel to watch it a storm system would come in and come through all of a sudden it would split apart (laughs) and miss the town i don't know how many times during that period that that happened i'm laughing because that happened i'll be sitting at home going i really wish it would rain here and you're watching it and the storm's coming your way and you're like okay okay okay, it's gonna rain right here this way i don't have to water my lawn for another week, and it splits yep. and goes, like, right around my neighborhood yep. and then comes back together to yep. 10 miles down the road. It's like, but I didn't get it anything. Was, it was it was yeah. such a – it just felt like right. some kind of cruel joke. And in 2015, I say my lake. I don't own – I don't have possession of it. Somebody mm-hmm. asked me the other day because I referred to it as my lake. They mm-hmm. said, really, that's yours? No, no, no. Yeah, it's, no it's no. the lake I live on. Mm-hmm. That's not the pond behind me, but it's the actual lake, which uh, – about 14 miles long. It's, you know, basically, you know, U-shape and peninsula that sticks out in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it, it grew to three times the volume yeah, of the yeah. lake. And people, if people don't know it, you go, what do you mean three times? That's unbelievable. That can't happen to a lake. All the lakes in Texas, except Kettle Lake, are man-made lakes. Mm-hmm. They're made for flood control. Mm-hmm. And they're made so they can, can, can hold more. Their normal level they can grow my lake. I was wrong just about three times the volume, and then it would have started going over the spillway. Yeah, but then they had to have they had to have some control releases, which flood down the the uh, you know flood downstream or upstream because actually my lake flows to flows and drains to the north, which mm-hmm. is very rare. Mm-hmm. 
but then it all ends up at the Trinity River. And then when we got in 2015, where all the lakes were flooded, where everything was, my lake was basically closed for a year. That's how much yeah. rain we got. Right. It all has to go down. They have everything has to drain through the Trinity River all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Because the access points to the lakes, you can't really get to. You know, so yeah. that's that was the problem back then. They had some of that even at Lake Texoma, which is a huge lake uh, for a while. Uh, a friend of mine uh, and his wife have a cabin there, and they couldn't put their boat in. I mean, all the marinas... Were, Everything was closed. Yeah, you know, were, were yeah. closed and and debris in the lake because it was. Yeah, you know, that was. Yeah, but yeah, that was. Uh, that I don't. I don't want to see that again. No, no. It's a. It's a way, and I. We probably won't. I mean, that's that's something that happens. What? Well, I don't every mind, thirty to forty to fifty years. Yeah, I don't mind the flooding part of it because it means we get the water. The drought is what I just don't. I don't want to see. Oh, I just. Well, I, it destroyed my summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, I still golfed. I mean, I just couldn't do the things that I wanted to do around yeah, the lake. That, yeah, but I golfed. If so. we get the water, I'm I'm happy with that. The um the drought has been especially bad over the years. You know, you watch the the situation out um, with uh, like Powell Lake Mead. Oh yeah, and how they got some of that water back with some of the recent uh, uh, rain events and snowfall in that region. Uh, that brought some of that back. But, man, just watching the videos coming out of there, it was like, okay, at some point you got to do something. And apparently they weren't going to change the policy. And Mother Nature had something to say about that. They've gotten a lot of that water back. In fact, I was watching one YouTuber, and they had salvaged a boat that was at the bottom, I think it was Lake Powell. And, but it was on a dry bed when they took it. But where it was sitting right now has 17 feet of water above it. So it would be, if they were going to that same spot, it would be 17 feet under the surface. That's great news. I love seeing, uh, you know, that kind of rebound from a drought. But man. Yeah. Wow, and it's interesting because I always grew up around the the Great Lakes. I was reading something about Superior Lake. Superior itself has like one seventh of all the fresh water in the world. Mm-hmm. One seventh, mm-hmm. just Lake Superior. Yeah, that's a massive lake. Yeah, and that's the thing when you grow up in the Great Lakes, and people that haven't been around there, you know, they think of a lake, but you even Lake Erie, you know, you mm-hmm. you you're sitting there. Charlotte and Buffalo, you look and it looks like an ocean. Mm-hmm. You can't see the. Sure. I mean, right. you can see Canada, but then as the lake goes out further, you don't see anything. It's and who can't. wants to see Canada? I mean, frankly, <laughs> is but anybody it, really but looking it, for it? But when you realize the <laughs> the massive amount of water mm-hmm. that is that is actually contained in the Great Lakes, oh yeah, uh, it's just you know you it's. Uh, they're not going to suffer up there. And then there's all the stories. Well, we need a pipeline to the south. And they're like, no way. Yeah. You're not right. taking the water. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I was reading about uh, uh, Lake Amistad near Del Rio. Uh, that was our lake, you know, growing up mm-hmm. in, in Del Rio. Um, and they the lake's created by damming um, the, of course, the Rio Grande, the Pecos, and, and one other river. But such beautiful water because of the rock, the color of the rock. And, man, when 
I mean, it's just so blue, but it's still got a ton of low spots right now. I don't think they're quite up to. Uh, I think some of that has returned, but uh, it's nowhere near where it used to be. Mm. Uh, Lake Mead still 172 feet below their full pool level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, watching it, into a lot of YouTubers were kind of measuring it, and then they would show you the before and after clip. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's where the water line was when we were here, whenever it was, last summer or whatever it was. And now here's where the water line is. And it was just, I mean, just disappearing. By the day, you could measure it. That had to change a lot of the marinas. You could still put in in some areas. And there was still fishing, I mean, because there was still water left. But, man, you had to be careful. That's one of the things they run into in Amistad. If you, you know, you got to be very careful about where you go when the water is that low. And if you don't have a very sturdy boat, then you're going to have to take your time. Navigate. Yeah, that was the that was the strange thing. That was a culture shock to me. For example, when you come to the lakes here and any of the docks and any of the marinas and all that, basically go up and down with the level of the lake. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, when you grow up in the Great Lakes, you don't deal with that. Mm-hmm. It's almost you know, if if the lake is up, uh, you know, one foot, you know, everybody's like panicking because the lakes are so huge. Mm-hmm. But that's a rarity. You really don't deal with that. I mean, you do have high water at times, but nothing like the fluctuations you see on these. Man-made lakes, for example, mm-hmm. in Texas. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Sarah Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You saw that uh, Don Lemon spoke uh, yesterday about, you know, being let go from uh, from uh, from CNN and mm-hmm. the things that he talked about his journalistic integrity. <laughs> he said, "I have a responsibility. We could actually play Stars and Stripes forever, or maybe something after, underneath this. Yeah, I have a responsibility not only as a journalist but as an American to tell the truth and to abide by the promises." of the Constitution, because the Constitution says a more perfect union, not a perfect union. I'm not a perfect person. No one is. In order to fulfill the promise of the Constitution, we have to stand up for what's right. We have to stand up for the truth. And that was part of his explanation as why he was let go, is because that's what he's always strived for. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. What is he smoking? By the way, what Constitution? Yeah, what does he believe? No, this country's constitution or I well, I was going to say some other country's is he constitution. talking about the liberal constitution, yeah, which is to throw out the current constitution and make up one of their own, which gets back to the question we've been asking for the longest time. What is it that you believe? You notice how they always talk in generalities. I'll never get specific, uh, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I do miss because and I hope that if uh if uh, Zucker does uh, take over CNN, that he gets a job back because I want those moments like the Malaysia airliner when he was talking about might a black hole have sucked in the plane. Yeah. Those are the kind of journalistic integrity moments I miss from Don Lemon. Yeah, exactly.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market. Rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.